Hello and welcome to the Sports by Northwest podcast, supported by the Pacific Automation 147, coming June 2nd and 3rd to Portland International Raceway. I am Bill Oram, columnist at the Oregonian and Oregon Live. My guest this week is a very special individual. His name is Alan Benavides. He is the general manager of the Eugene Emeralds, the high A affiliate of the San Francisco Giants. Maybe not a familiar name unless you are a super fan of the Eugene Emeralds, but I assure you, you are familiar with his work because he is the general manager of the Eugene Emeralds, the high A affiliate of the San Francisco Giants. Yes, and, sir. And famously... I mean, we're going to get into this, but Alan, I mean, I think the people probably most likely know you for getting a uh, prostate exam during the seventh inning stretch of an Emeralds game last year. <laughs> yeah, that kind of went that went a little viral. I didn't expect that. That was pretty funny. Is yeah. that is that your biggest claim to fame, or are there any other contenders? Uh, there's a few others. I mean, we've done some really stupid stuff over the years, <laughs> um, and that was just one that we worked with our partners with at Oregon Neurology. And it was funny because the way that came along was, we were talking about like, hey, we can do science, we can do this promotion, Father's Day. And I'm like, and you know, I'll take a, a prostate exam live and sing the seventh inning stretch. I had a friend who did that, you know, with another team and that kind of went by. And then like the day before, my assistant GM who was handling the counts, like, hey, don't forget you got a prostate exam in the seventh inning. And I was like, what? And he goes, yeah, you said you would do it. I was like, oh, okay, all right, let's do this. So. Was, I mean, I, I mean, I, was, I wasn't planning on diving all the way into this now, but since we're here, um, was there a moment you regretted that decision? Like, was it in the middle of the, like, you know, uh, Cracker Jack line or was there? <laughs> Not at all. No, the, you know, the funny thing was I was going to try to uh, make it funny. And then I just, I'm just a really bad singer. And so there's a note that I just kind of like squeal a little bit. And that, that was not on purpose. Um, but yeah, it was funny. Yeah. <laughs> So, Alan, the, the impetus for having you on the show yeah. uh, this week is um, something cool you guys are do- doing this weekend. I've written about it in The Oregonian. Um, it's near and dear to my heart as a as a kid from the Oregon coast, not okay. in Florence, but, um, you know, a, a, a coasty, as we as we like to say. And yeah. you guys are paying uh, homage to the great exploding whale of 1970, 1970. 1970. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, iconic Oregon Coast moment down in Florence. It's been immortalized with Exploding Whale Beach. And of course, if you are not familiar, talk about things going viral. The great newscast featuring Paul Lindman yeah. um, right there as he got covered in blubber and a car got crushed. Um, so tell us what you guys are doing this weekend. Yeah, so Paul's going to come to the game. Throwing out first pitch. He's going to have his book out. we got folks from New York from Major League Baseball coming to the game to kind of witness what's going on. we got bunch of folks from Florence coming out, not only this game, but for all the Exploding Whale games. Um, they've got some great graphics. The guys are wearing their jerseys. We've got a bunch of new merch in, which we can't, you know, we can't seem to keep that merchandise in stock. So, but it's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of fun clips and sound effects. So, um, Bill, I, I, we didn't expect it to go as viral as it did at all, or like even the merch, like we sold out in minutes. So it was crazy. And, and, and we're blubbering about it on, on the Sports by Northwest podcast. <laughs> Well, you know, what's funny, man, is, you know, we announced this thing and people out of the woodwork started coming out. You know, we were, to be honest, we were really nervous to do it. We were like, A, do people know about it? We, we knew it was a really popular video on YouTube. But then we were kind of like, well, are people going to think we're being insensitive? Are environmentalists going to get upset with us? You know, there was there was also concern from from the tribes locally because whales and marine, marine uh, mammals have a, 
a, a big significance in native um, culture. And so we spoke to some of our local tribes. We spoke to the folks in Florence. And, you know, we worked with the Mammal Institute at Oregon State, and we're going to donate money back to them from the jerseys that we sell, the player jerseys at the end of the season, donate the money back to the Mammal Institute at Oregon State where they're doing research on whales and beachings and climate change and that sort of thing. So uh, trying to have a good, you know, educational component to it too, but also having fun, right? It happened. Folks didn't want to talk about it. Um, we had a hard time getting people to talk about it, to be honest, at first. And then it went viral. And then people just started calling us that were involved with it. You know, like that car you mentioned, that car was bought, was a Eugene family. They owned a business in town and they owned this like old shooting gallery. And the gentleman who bought that car, the family, they're coming to the game. He, I don't think he's around anymore, but the family, they're coming out to the game and he had bought the car at a dealership down south and the advertisement, this is no joke, the advertisement for the car said, you're getting a whale of a deal uh, <laughs> for you know whatever sale they were having, right? So yeah, it's just been, we've had ODOT reach out and they're buying, you know, they didn't really like talking about it, but now that, you know, they've bought merchandise and it's crazy. It's, it's been a lot of fun. Alan, according to your LinkedIn page, no, you attended no. uh, the University of California at Santa Cruz. Is that correct? The fighting banana slugs. And I have to ask, I mean, first of all, I mean, in a, in a celebrity death match of banana slugs and exploding whales, who wins? Oh, exploding whale. And then and, I... I Go, go ahead. No, go ahead. No. I mean, d- does being a banana slug at all inform your love of? I mean, it feels like it dovetails nicely with with working in minor league baseball and 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 now having, you know, this this alternate identity. We should say that you guys. How many how many times are you guys doing this this season? As the uh, I think Wales? we're doing it. Se- we've we've expanded it. We're going to do it seven times. Uh, okay. But Santa Cruz is funny. You mentioned Santa Cruz. Santa Cruz is a is a weird little beach town as well, um, and it's a dear to me, but. You know, Eugene reminds me a lot of Santa Cruz, mm. um, you know, so, but yeah, it's, you know, it's the, the quirkiness of Santa Cruz is very evident here in Eugene as well. Um, so enjoy doing some fun promotions like this. And we're doing other things, you know, we're doing the pranksters. We're paying homage to the merry pranksters as well this season and working with the pranksters that's still around and having them out of, out to games and whatnot. So Ken Kesey's merry pranksters, of course. Um, yeah. What? I mean, it, it seems very fun, right? I mean, I know that, I know that, you know, be, you know, running minor league baseball team yeah. has a lot of, you know, probably has a lot of paperwork and a lot of boring logistics. I'm looking at you right now. Uh, our listeners can't see you, but you're in a, a white, you know, uh, cement walled room. and <laughs> looks the, bun- looks, the know, bunker, we call it. But I, I feel like, you know, you guys get to have fun in a way that a lot of, you know, sports teams maybe don't get to minor league baseball kind of famous for it. The history of Bill Vec. Yeah. Um, what, uh, what, what is your history with kind of the, the goofy side of minor league baseball? You know, I, this is what I love about minor league baseball, right? Minor league baseball is about entertainment, about coming out and having a good time. It's, yeah. We play baseball, but it's not necessarily our focus, right? You get the diehard to want to see the prospects and whatnot, but we're doing all the goofy stuff on the field. Right. And we're doing all these goofy promotions and you don't really get to do that at the big leagues. You don't get to do right. that really in college sports, right? They they rely on wins and losses. For us, it's like, hey, did you have a good time? Even though we got blown out twenty to zero, right? Like that's that's our mantra. But yeah, we've had some funny promotions in my almost twenty year career. You know, one recently that we did that we got in a little bit of trouble for was on four twenty. We did a we did a free pot giveaway. Um, and that was just a, pl- a flower pot that we gave away. And we're like, all right, we can't do that. Uh, Major League Baseball didn't like that. 
Um, so we kind of tamed that down a little bit. We did uh, one funny promotion we did a years ago in Lake Elsinore was we worked with uh, my friend's company who they, they uh, she went, we went to high school together and she went on to make these weird products and she she uh, made this one product called Subtle Butt. And it was basically a carbon patch that you would put in your underwear. So when you had flatulence, it wouldn't smell. And so we, uh, we, we decided to do like these all you can eat barbecues, like where any fan could buy it. You know, it's all you get a wristband, you get all you can eat popcorn, hot dogs. And, and in order to promote it, we decided that we would give away these subtle butt patches. And, uh, people just thought it was a riot. They were giving away fart <laughs> patches that people put in their underwear. It's a real product, you know, for people with flatulence, but we were giving them out and, <laughs> It was it was silly like, and funny. Like some barbecue joints you have the um you have the wet wipes for your fingers. You, this is this was your this yeah. was your your offering. This was our offering, right? And so that got on all kinds of it, similar to the exploding whale like it got all over, you know, in some national media and whatnot. But there have been some silly promotions that, you know, we've done. We were going to do there's some that've never made the cut, you know, because we're like, "Yeah, I probably can't do that one." But uh, there's, there's some fun ones that we wish we would have done and some that I'm really happy that we didn't. So Mike Vec, who you referred to, Bill Vec, obviously the legend. Yeah. But Mike Vec, I've, I've been to a couple like things where he talks about just just have fun. Just get out there. You know, just do do the crazy things that, that teams won't do to stand out. And, and one of those nights was we did a nothing night where it was like the day after the 4th, which is like generally our biggest day of the year. And we decided to do nothing. You know, we're like, all right, we're going to do nothing. And there was no music. There was no scoreboard. There was no PA. It was strictly baseball. And um, fans ended up taking over the promotions. Like, they started making, like, like little megaphones out of their programs and announcing who the batters were. People were, like, it, it turned into this thing where people would bring their boom boxes and, like, boom boxes. Do they still, do they still say boom boxes? Yeah, they bring we, in their... We say boom boxes. They brought, right. they brought in their, 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 their uh, Beats pills. They're, yeah, well, they weren't Beats pills, but... People are bringing in their own music to do walk-ups for players. That was a fun promotion. Um, we did a uh, <laughs> yeah. Do we've done? I I I, I can I just <laughs> one promotion we did. We did a we did a Michael Jackson night, which was you know before he he passed, and uh, it was not. <laughs> we did a we had we had a white glove giveaway. We had. The game started with not so. so the I'm curious about the 420 night. So Major yeah. League Baseball said you can't make 420 jokes. You can't no, make hot jokes. Well, it wasn't so much that, but we just we were like, hey, you know, we can't, you know, really promote. And it was right, we couldn't really promote, you know, pot, pot. I guess. Yeah, and so we kind of stepped away from that, and we still gave away the flower pot, but it was more of like a prankster night where we turned it into. So. Um, yeah, it was. It wasn't that they were like, you, you can't do this. They were just like, hey, maybe don't say this. You know, don't say free <laughs> pot. You know, and, and we had announced it, and then so it, it got announced on social media, and then it it just turned into like, okay, we're just gonna do pranks tonight. So, yeah. So, how have things changed for you guys uh, stepping away from promotions for a minute? But how have things changed for you guys since minor league baseball realigned and and shrunk? Right, we've seen a lot of um, <clears throat> past minor league teams that have gone away, uh, entire leagues and, you know, short a have, you know, have, no longer exist. The pioneer league is independent. Now, how, how is the business of baseball different from you guys since the, um, the realignment a couple of years ago? It's particularly different for us. Um, 
for those that don't know, we share a stadium with the University of Oregon mm-hmm. at PK Park. So, you know, historically for 47 years, we were a short season team. And then we, you know, our league minus two teams got promoted to high A, which is great. You know, our players are older, they're better, they're faster, stronger, better baseball. The problem is, again, the, we share a park with the University of Oregon. And so there have been all these new facility guidelines that got to get in place and whatnot, right? And so the, you know, our season that would have started mid-June now starts in early April. The Ducks play from February through the end of May, potentially mid-June with regionals and supers. So that's problematic. It's really problematic. PK Park only has one locker room and that sort of thing. So from a from a access, being able to practice and that sort of thing, it's just not great for us. And so we're having to try to save the team by building a new stadium to meet the new major league requirements, right? That are due by 2025. And we've done some great work with the county. We're working with the city and the state. Um, we're putting in a bunch of money to try to build a new facility at the fairgrounds downtown. But it's not for sure, you know. And we got we have a very short window, so that's made that change for us. That I I spend most of my time trying to figure this out to save this team that's been here since '55. Yeah. Um, that's that's most of my work trying to trying to find a new home, and we've made great progress, but no announcement yet. Um, but you know, you, it, I think the changes from Major League Baseball. I think when we look at it five, ten years from now we'll look back at it and we'll be like, Hey, those changes are really great. Right. Better access for the players, better facilities. Um, long-term, I think it's the right play. The short-term heartache is pretty hard. Right. And, and not being able to meet those requirements um, is going to be devastating for this community and our team. If we can't, I mean, as you mentioned earlier, you know, 40 some odd teams got cut uh, when the reduction happened from 160 to 120. And, a lot of those communities are trying to figure out how they get made minor league teams back into the communities. Some of them have gone independent. Some of them just shuttered completely. So, yeah, I think that, you know, it's been a, it's been a huge change for us, brother. I mean, I, I, I think, you know, here in Portland, right, there was um, a headline a few weeks ago, maybe a month or two ago, that the Hops yeah. are, uh, yep. are, are building a new stadium. And I think that there was a general reaction of, hey, didn't they just get a new stadium when the team showed up 10 years ago? Why do they need a new $120 million facility? And, right. you know, talking talking to Kale Wambacher, who is the, the who has, is your um, is your uh, peer with the, with the hops, you know, it becomes pretty clear pretty quickly that, you know, the facility they have, you know, similar to, to the experience you guys have with PK yeah. Park just doesn't meet major league requirements. And they would have the flexibility to try to conform to major league requirements in terms of like adding on to the existing Tonkin field, but it would be, it would be difficult. And you guys as tenants of PK park don't have the luxury of, um, right. of adding on. So, um, right. I, you know, it is, it is an interesting, it is an interesting, um, kind of crossroads for, for these teams that existed as short season a, you know, where, you know, you're only playing so many games, you know, it's okay if the facilities are not, um, are not, uh, major league level. And I, and one thing I learned from KL and I think that you could echo is, is how, you know, they want to standardize the, the quality facilities throughout minor league baseball, the days of, you know, idea of bull Durham and, you know, leaky faucets and cold and cold yeah. showers and, you know, carrying your own bags or, or whatever it is. I mean, whatever, how we romanticize minor league baseball, especially low level minor league baseball, those days, um, you know, you know, thanks to, Thanks to this change in, 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 in the structure of baseball, those days are effectively over. 
those days are gone. I mean, you know, as you see players and like, you know, when the draft happens and shoot, you got players from Oregon, right. Going, mm-hmm. getting drafted, right. And facilities that they have at the athletic building and, and the Mashovsky and the Mariota center, you know, and then they get to go to some facility that's 50 years old that hasn't been renovated in 20 years. Doesn't have the square footage and lockers doesn't have the gym space that that's being required. You know, I think COVID changed a lot of things too immediately that are like in all of our lives. Right. You know, gym space like we don't have a gym here and they don't want people they don't want the players going out to gyms right and so we got you know we have family waiting areas secure parking um female you know like in hillsborough i have nowhere to put a female staff right so Mm -hmm. ronnie who's the skipper in hillsborough i literally have a construction trailer Mm -hmm. for her and for the and really for the the team because we don't have locker room we only have one locker room at pk so they're all in trailers literally trailer park locker room, but yeah, it's, it's tough, you know, not just coaches, but umpires, right? We had Emma who's in our league umpire and yeah. we're going to get more and more. And so we got to find space for them. And so it's, it's definitely, it's a new world in developmental baseball. Um, and so again, like I said, I think it's good long-term, but getting there is, is, is been troublesome for sure. Well, and I feel that you guys and the hops, occupy a uniquely important place in the state as well, right? Where, you know, there are fewer minor league teams than there have been in the past. We've seen, yep. you know, um, we've seen, we've seen that shrink just because of what we're talking about. Um, here, I mean, you just did within our state, right? With Salem and like Boise, Absolutely. doesn't it? So. Well, I mean, going farther back even, but like AAA is no longer in Portland. I mean, there was a real, yep. I mean, right. There's a super long tradition of, of the Portland Beavers. I mean, not to say that they were the most popular team in, in town by the time they left, but I mean, certainly, you know, you had a hundred year tradition founding, founding member of the Pacific coast league. Um, you know, that's gone. And there, and until the day that major league baseball, you know, decides to come to Portland, whether that happens in our lifetimes, our children's lifetimes, or absolutely never, um, you know, if you want to go see high level baseball, or if you want to see professional baseball in the state of Oregon, it's you guys or or the hops as of now, and, right? No, and, for sure. and and so and especially, I mean, people from you know, are people from Eugene going to be driving to Hillsboro to see to see minor league baseball in the future if something were to happen to the Emeralds? Um, you know, I don't I don't know. I don't know that there's an option for people who live south of Salem. Yeah, I don't know, and I think more importantly, when we think about like the situation we're in, it's what minor league baseball does for the communities year round. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, we don't have the access to having a facility, which we're excited to have and do more nonprofit events, do Christmas events, welcome high school teams to come play because, you know, we don't have a lot of turf access in our, in our city. So a lot of high school, you know, over 200 games have been canceled here locally, you know, for the high school mm-hmm. level. So being able to really be a part of the community. Yeah. Yes. The facility will be anchored by the Emeralds, but it's all the other things that we can do that are really important. Um, but yeah, but you're right from a professional aspect. And, and as our communities grow, like we're not going to get any smaller, right? So what does our community look like in 20 years, uh, you know, with with entertainment options, uh, venue options, facility options? What happens if there's a disaster and we need, you know, we need a, a headquarters where we can do stuff and we can use the facility for, you know, whether there's another horrific fire or like an earthquake and whatnot, you know, we, we want to be a resource that we can help our communities with. So. But yeah, it's, you know, it's, I do think it's, it's, uh, it's a tough thing to do because we have a lot of things facing our communities, right? We have an affordable housing issue. We have homeless mm-hmm. issues, all kinds of things, but we got to be able to think and do all these things uh, to kind of hopefully save this team. So. Well, well, it, well, and it is, it is similar to the conversation we have in Portland about, about baseball and sports and sports franchises and whether the WNBA should come to Portland. There, there is a conversation about, you know, 
where what is where where do you put the resources and a little bit of a chicken in the egg like does does investing in sports and bringing more sports teams to portland help um revitalize portland and bring people downtown and thereby help bring portland back to you know what we think of it being you know pre-pandemic pre like 2018 um or do you need to address those issues in order to um in order to be an inviting place for sports teams and, and events to want to come. So I think that's a little bit of the chicken and the egg thing up here in Portland, but in, but in Eugene, like you said, I mean, Same thing. Eugene is a, it's a growing, you know, urban center for, you know, a, a large part of, of the state. I mean, it is, and, and obviously, you know, a, a massive university, um, you know, it's something that is vital to the community. Can you give us Alan more of a, um, I know you, I know you kind of hit on it, but is, is there a more of a status update on, on where things are with, with the stadium pr- proposal and like, how does that get built in terms of what, you know, needs to happen privately, public, pu- public funding, like how, what is the, what is the path to getting that in place? And I guess erected by 2025, which is you know, like essentially tomorrow. It is essentially tomorrow. I mean, that's probably, I would say our biggest obstacle at the moment is time. Mm-hmm. Right. Can we get this done in time? And the longer we wait, and the longer we, you know, to finalize the project, it gets it gets harder and harder. We got to be able to have a funding pathway and a site to tell Major League Baseball, here's the plan, here's the pathway, here's the site, mm-hmm. let's go. And you know, is it ready in May of 25, June of 25? Like you know, like we we're trying really hard to get there. But the funding pathway is the part that I'm working on the most at the moment. You know. From when we started this two plus years ago, interest rates have tripled. Inflation's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like the worst time to build something like this, right? It's I, I wish it wasn't, but it just is, right? Mm-hmm. And so, so it's 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 getting very expensive to figure this out. But we've been working with this, the county. The county has designated a site at the fairgrounds in the northwest corner. Um, they've increased hotel tax, so essentially a tourist tax to help pay for a majority of the build. So no property mm-hmm. tax locally from our from our locals to pay for it. Private money from the Emeralds, we're putting in over $13 million uh, from our side. The federal government's helped us out. They put in some money to make it like resilient for immediate occupancy in case there is like a natural disaster. Um, and the state is uh, already put in uh, about seven and a half million. We're looking for another seven and a half. We had for the request, original request of 15. We're almost there. We're almost there. Um, you know, I'm looking at naming rights and that sort of thing. But, you know, when you think about the taxes and like, you know, people are like, oh, we, you know, we can't, I don't want my property taxes. I don't want to, pay, you know, we got other things. I agree. Like, but we're not looking at that. We're not looking at property tax. You know, a big part of it is going to be tourist tax. And that's something that our locals aren't paying for. It's, it's, you know, those tourist dollars are designated to be built, to be used to fund projects like this that will draw more tourism, more concerts, more high school events, more baseball. Those dollars are meant to go towards infrastructure like this. And so a lot, you know, in, in Hillsboro, some of that money is going towards that that project up there. Most of these types of facilities are built with those types of dollars. Um, so this is a public-private partnership that we're working with Lane County and the state and the feds. And uh, there's strong interest from everybody to try to make this happen. But I guess, our, like I said, our biggest problem is time. And it's also just the inflationary times that we live in right now. It's just yeah. so expensive to build, man. Yeah. Um, Alan, I don't want to let you go without asking you more a little bit about major league baseball, just because, you know, yeah. it, it, it is an ongoing conversation, right? People, people want to know if, if, if Portland is a viable major league baseball market, um, 
you know, there's been, there've been ongoing efforts, uh, currently the, you know, the Craig cheek, Mike Barrett group. I wrote yeah, yeah. a couple of weeks ago when Salt Lake city rolled out their bid, yeah. um, you know, as somebody who's very much in the baseball world and looking at the landscape, the A's now seem very committed to going to Las Vegas in the world of relocation and expansion. Um, do you see a path to major league baseball in the state of Oregon in the, in whatever, whatever the timeline is. I mean, do you see a path to that, to that happening? Yeah. I'm not privy to those conversations. Uh, but obviously in the business, talk to folks, Portland is a destination for sure. I mean, I think there is again, fast growing market, great sports town. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, as far as like the big four, we only have the NBA, um, would love to see, and I, you know, I think it was you I was talking about, but it'd be nice to see another MLB team in our market in the Northwest, mm-hmm. right? To create a little more rivalry. For us here in Oregon to have something in Portland, I think Hillsboro, we would be fighting to get that affiliation, you know, to have mm-hmm. the, the, the Portland team. That would be amazing. Um, but yeah, I think it is. I mean, when you look at the other, you know, I think you, know, you hear teams, you hear markets, you hear Salt Lake just announced, uh, uh, Nashville, Montreal, right? And Portland, those are probably the most common ones. And, you know, as everybody's read, there's probably two more teams on the horizon, right? Mm-hmm. And so having one on the West Coast would be fantastic. And, you know, and that ripple effect from that too is, right, they're going to need four minor league uh, uh, facilities and likely in on the West Coast. So, yeah, it makes it all the more important for us to figure out our situation here uh, in Eugene. Um because Major League Baseball is going to need facilities for mm-hmm. the emerging teams that are coming. So, um, is it is it a viable thing? Is it real? I think so. I think uh, the PDX folks have done a tremendous job making noise. They've had ongoing conversations with uh, the commissioner, um, and we'll see. I hope it happens. I really, really, really hope it happens because it's a tremendous sports town, um, and it would crush. It would really crush. I think the most important question that we have left, Alan, before I let you go and, and, and begin your weekend of exploding whales is... Are we going to um, repeat? Yes. <laughs> that's true. I mean, obviously, we have to we have to acknowledge, right? The defending Northwest League champions. Back um, to back. Back to back already? So going for the three-peat? Going for the three-peat. Does that make you like the Jerry West or the uh, the Mitch Kupchak? Of so the, they're going to change the logo, the minor league logo to me. <laughs> um, how much would it take for the sports by Northwest podcast to get the naming rights to the new stadium. About $12 million, $12.3 million. Hey guys, do we have 12.3 million? Going around? <laughs> okay. We'll talk. Okay. We'll, we'll, we will, we will talk about it on my end over here in my office. I love it. I love yeah, it. We'll, hey, we'll, you, we'll you guys would be heroes. Heroes. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know that I'm allowed to create the sports news. I think I'm so, so supposed to only cover it. I don't know if I can create it or be or be uh, be financially invested in in the outcome. But uh, if we could if we could keep professional baseball in Eugene, and also um, and get and get some buzz for the podcast at the same time, I think that'd be that'd be great. Um, what uh, give me give me one thing that somebody going to an Emerald slash Exploding Whales game this weekend is going to experience. You mentioned Paul Lindman is going to be throwing out the first pitch on Saturday, Saturday night against Spokane. First pitch, he'll have his book. He'll be talking about his book. We got families that were involved with it. We got some folks that were involved with the whole pro, uh, process uh, in 70 out there. Um, we got the city coming out. We've got, obviously, our players and whatnot, and just some fun stuff on the video board. So 
It'll be good, man. The jerseys are great. We got a lot of new merchants that we haven't put online yet because we're, we need to have stuff for fans when they come here. That's the big. That's probably yeah. been the biggest gripe is that we just don't have anything. Um, we had thought we had bought enough merchandise to get us through Christmas, and we sold out in ninety seconds. Um, oh my gosh! And so we like it's incredible. Yeah. So yeah, you'll see a lot of that stuff. It's 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 gonna be great. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Sounds like sounds like the merch might pay for the new stadium. That's what I'm thinking, man. Shoot. We might have to move to Florence and just be the Florence Exploding Whales if this doesn't happen, you know? I don't know. Where were you from on the coast? I grew up in South Tillamook County. So uh, uh, so Pacific City is probably my closest beach beach point. How yeah. funny was it? Was it you that wrote about the Exploding Whale? Yeah. And then we yeah, announced the, the, it the, the next, next day, day. You guys announced it. I mean, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, like, I don't, I'm trying not to take the credit here, Alan, but obviously I put it into the universe on a Wednesday and you guys announced on a Thursday. So, I mean, pretty much. Pretty I think much. you had we a lot to do market. with it. You had a lot to do with it. You know, we were going to announce this in 20 and then COVID hit and we were oh, like, no, all right, I mean, let's, yeah. let's, let's shelve this for a little bit. And then 21, 22. And we're like, all right, let's, and 20, they're like, all right, let's do it. And then I, I literally walked in the office because we announced it like 10 a.m. And I was with a meeting with a city about the stadium with our owner. And I walked in and I was like, I was like, guys, how's it, how's it going on social media? Because like, I was like, we're either going to get hammered or it's going to be great. And they looked at me and they were like, the phones don't stop ringing. It's crazy. Uh, it's awesome. And I was like, okay, is that good? <laughs> I think I think I think it's good. Well, I wish you guys a lot of luck this weekend. It sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun at some point. When this are you summer, coming out? Make it, at some point this summer, I'm going to come down, maybe for an Exploding Whales game, but also maybe just for DMs. But okay, okay, it'll be for an Exploding Whales game. I can't get any merch; it's always sold out. So um, we'll have to, we'll have to. You know people now, too, but I do. All right, Alan, Alan Benavides, uh, proud alum, proud of a few C Santa Cruz banana slugs, uh, has has, has parlayed that into slugs. a parlayed that into a career of uh, of wacky team names and. Uh, and minor league baseball hijinks. Thank you so much for taking the time to, to share your story. Hey, Bill. Thanks, man. Okay. Thank you, Alan.